What a blessed morning. Thank you for the song. Is all your hope in Jesus today? If it is, give him a good hand this morning. All of our hope is in Jesus. Thank God our yesterdays are gone. Aren't you glad of that sometime that you don't have to go through that again? It's good to be here. Good to see you. Good to be here and be blessed by the Lord. And uh, I've got a couple things I'm going to do before I even start. <clears throat> so therefore, I'll get through a little before 2 o'clock. Nothing happens. And uh, yeah, Brother Norman, he's going to leave on me, I believe. How many fathers are here that were not here last Sunday? Stand up if you feel like it. Fathers that were not here last Sunday. Uh, Brother David's got a little something for you. He done gave it to you. Jumped the gun on me, didn't he? Got one over yonder, David. Come up here, Danny, get one and give it to Brother Claudius back there. You got to open another box. Oh, he may have some open there. You got enough? He's got enough. Thank you, Danny. All right, thank the Lord for fathers. Brother Claudius, get one? Everybody got one? You don't eat them until you get home. And don't put them in your pocket and sit on them. I'm not going to preach on Father's Day because that's past, but I do want to read you some statistics about fathers. You may think they're not important. Um, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for somebody that helped create you. If you don't mind listening to these things, they're kind of mind-boggling. 25 million children do not live with their father. That's 36% plus of children in the United States. 40% of children have not seen their father in a year. 50% of children living with their fathers or living without their fathers, 50% of children living without their fathers have never stepped in their father's house. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 85% of behavioral disorders are from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists are from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. 75% of adolescent patients in clinical in, in uh, Chemical abuse, all types of abuse, are from fatherless homes. 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions, there again, fatherless homes. 85% of the youths in prison, fatherless homes. 70% of teen pregnancies, fatherless homes. 72% of Americans say physical absence, most uh, abuse, and... and Americans say physical absence is the most serious problem in America's 
families. In other words, 72% of homes need that father in there. 88% of drunk drivers are men from fatherless homes. 83% arrested for serious crimes, men from fatherless homes. 85% of murders from fatherless homes, men grew up in it. And finally, 75% of suicides are men that grew up in fatherless homes. That is totally mind-boggling. That is mind-boggling. We need our dads, and just because you fathered a child doesn't make you a father either. Step, as I said last Sunday, step up to the plate and take care of it. If you're going to have that fun, take care of it. God uh, made fathers the head of the house, not to be dominant, bosses, such as that, but to be leaders and providers. Can I get an amen? amen? To be leaders and providers. And if you want to go with the flow with uh, some of our political people today, we want to give everything to everybody, uh, you know, socialism. We can take you to countries that's tried that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's exactly what we want here. And uh, one of our former big politicians said one time, said, you cannot give support to someone or anyone without first taking it from someone else. So guess who's going to foot the bill if we give it all away? Guess who's going to? You know, I'll just turn this into a political forum this morning. I've got enough ammunition for it because of these people that uh, if you don't work, you don't eat, according to Moses' writing. And if you're able to work, you need to work. And don't tell me you can't get a job. Every place you go, every place you go has got to sign up help on it. You say, well, I can't find one. Walmart's got eight positions in Bedford right now for cashiers and checkup and everything else. They're looking for somebody to help. Go on up and get your job. Well, Wayne, shut up and get on something else. It's enough of it. We're living in the days that I never thought I would live to see. I never dreamed when I was growing up that I would see a nation that would melt down like this one has and give in like this one has and have the people that it has today that supposedly is against it. Right now, right now, we could be on the brink of a war. I don't know. Uh, as I said in Sunday school this morning, these other nations know that this country is fighting within itself, and they're doing all they can to stir it up and keep it going. They're doing all they can to, to, to go over us because they know they've got a lot of people in this country that are with them and not with us. God, God, help us this morning. America has been blessed by the Lord. It's time America blessed God. As a church today, we are supposed to pull together and be united. I would say heaven forbid and God forbid that we would ever become like the world in that we are divided among ourselves because a house divided against itself cannot stand. That's been said over and over. Jesus said it. Patrick Henry said it, 
Others have said it since then, that a house divided against itself will fall. And so as a church today, we need to pull together. You say, well, we're not very many. I know we're not very many, but uh, with, with God's help, we can be a whole lot. With God's help, there's nothing that can overcome us. With the help of the Lord, I say, God, use us for your glory. I would like to go to Ephesians, maybe for, for Scripture this morning, uh, to start off with. If you'll pray for me for a few minutes. Uh, maybe the fourth chapter of Ephesians. And that's between Galatians and Philippians. If you want to know how to remember the four Galatians, Ephesians, and all of them, just remember General Electric Power Company, and you'll have it. G for Galatians, Electric for Ephesians, P for Philippians, and Colossians is company. So it's General Electric Power Company, and you get all four of those chapters or cookbooks. I, therefore, the prison of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Thank you guys in the booth. These, these guys are amazing. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We'll stop there for just a moment. If there was ever a time that this organization and every organization that claims to be Christian needed to pull together, it's right now. I can tell you without backing off of it one bit in this world, there are major denominations in the United States that are splitting over problems that never should be discussed within a Christian organization. That should never be, if any, if any organization, whatever it be, I don't care if it's Catholicism, I don't care if it's uh, Hinduism, I don't care... What it is doesn't matter. You never should have to discuss whether abortion is right or wrong. You never should have to discuss whether getting married to a man and a man and a woman to a woman is right or wrong. That never should have to be discussed. These things should never be brought up even in a so-called Christian environment or one that claims to be a Christian environment. These things are separating Christian environments from the things of the world. Now somebody said, well, I was born and I, you know, and I'm like this and I'm a man and I have affections for a man. That doesn't make you take another man for your husband any more than being a, 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 a sinner or somebody that's got evil thoughts becoming a murderer. You can change that. You can change that. The Bible said he created us male and female. And I don't have that in my notes, but it's just on me anyway this morning. So all of these things should never be discussed within us. We should be an organization that discusses Christ and the things that he instructed us to do. To be unified in the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. There is one spirit even as you are called in one hope of your calling. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all.
There is one, not a half a dozen, not more than one, but there is one. The church today is fighting a battle. We are fighting the world. This girl over here is trying to teach children the best she can about the Lord. And by the way, she's in charge of the children's convention at our regular state convention. I think that's an honor to have their state secretary, our state children's minister from Huddleston, Virginia, don't you? Thank you. Thank you. Ashley has children at heart. She will be leading these uh, children's worship services in the convention. There's some programs back on the table. If you're going to the convention, get a program. If you're not going, leave them for somebody that is going. Please, thank you. God bless you. And it will tell you when the children's conventions are going to be, the times are going to be, and she's got everything all planned right now. Right now. Right now. And so we're going to pray for her. We're going to keep her in our prayers. Because in case you don't know it, Elijah's going to have a brother one of these days. If you can't get children one way, that's a good way to get them, you know. That'll work. And so go to our state convention. If you can't go but one time, if you can't go but one time, how many times did I say? If you can't go but one time, go Saturday morning. Go Saturday morning. <laughs> My favorite minister that I've ever heard preach is on that Saturday morning. I love this guy with all of my heart. Appreciate him so much. I've even preached in his church. I felt totally insuperior to stand in his pulpit. But uh, he is, he's a great minister of God, and uh, you need to go if you can't go any other time. It's going to be Thursday evening, Thursday night, all day Friday, Friday night, and Saturday morning. So go to the convention. Got that in. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring means try hard. Try hard. It may be hard for me sometimes to totally agree with Randy or with Jeff or with Danny or even with Susie over here. Now, if I have a problem dealing with Susie, the 99.99% of the chance it's going to be my fault, not Susie's. So if I have a problem dealing with anybody, we are to endeavor or to work or to strive to work that out among ourselves. Am I right or wrong? Or should we just get mad and say, I ain't going to church no more because I don't want to go down there where those folks are. Well, then they're closer to God than you are because they're still going to church. So we keep the unity of the Spirit. Now, let, let me tell you, and, and I've preached this before, because this is kind of important in that one verse. The devil can have unity. You're seeing that. Oh, here I go again. You're seeing that right in the United States of America. That the devil can have unity. Every person, every person, every person in our Senate 
that is of one party is unified against everything else. Every person that's carrying that name, that political name after theirs, is going along with all the others. They are unified. That's the devil being unified. You say you're calling them the devil? I don't know of anything else to call them. When they kill their kids and when they marry each other and when they do all these kind of things, that is the devil. Might as well call it like it is. I might get arrested before the day is over. That's okay. I'm not half as good as Paul was. It doesn't matter one bit in this world. They got to feed me three times a day. They got to give me a television to watch. They got to give me a rec room to play in. They got to give me a bed to sleep on. And I don't have to pay a dime for it. If you're a socialist and that's what you want in your life, go to jail. That's how you can get it. And I'm, while I'm on my soap opera, hobby horse, whatever this morning, whatever it is, a soapbox or whatever, <laughs> summertime is camping time, isn't it? You guys like to camp out, don't you? I want to talk to you for a minute. How many is going to get mad with me? Well, didn't any of you raise your hand so none of you can get mad with me? This is my bouncer right here. If I have any problem, I'm calling on this guy right here. He can throw you out the door. I camped the first 18 years of my life. I don't have to go camping to know what it is. We didn't have electricity. We had bugs. We had flies. We washed our own dishes. We cooked our own food. We didn't have Johnny House. We didn't have anything like that except down the hill where the path was. We didn't have any of those things. And that was camping out, wasn't it? That's what y'all do when you pack up and leave home, pull a $80,000 camp off somewhere, set it in the woods, got to cook your own food. Make up your own beds? Am I right or wrong, preacher? Huh? Yeah, you had a tent. Got to pitch a tent. Got to go through all that stuff. Got to put up with the rain and mosquitoes, the bugs and everything else. And you got a good house at home with air conditioning in it. And doors on the thing. And a bed. And all of this. And you want to go camping. You should have grown up when I did, and you'd have got enough of it then. And, 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 and part of you want to have a bunch of horses around. Boy, this is good. This is good. You want to have a bunch of horses around to have to feed and carry and do all of this and shoe and, and, and do all of that. If you'd have followed as many of them as I followed when I was a kid, the south end of them heading north, you wouldn't want a horse anymore. <laughs> but we have every excuse in the world, oh God help us, to get so unified, and, and I seriously mean this, you know, I, I really do mean this, to get so unified 
that we want to come together and worship together every Sunday morning that we possibly can. I know you have to have your recreation. I know that. You know I'm carrying on with you. But it seems like sometimes it takes very little. Thank you. It takes very little to keep us safe. Now the scripture says, and it's been taken down now, but it's still in the Bible, endeavoring to keep the unity of the faith. I've, as I told you, I've said this before. Somehow or another, I like to sometimes look at words that's in a verse of scripture. Paul wrote these words, but he wrote as inspired by the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? He wrote what the Lord gave him. And I begin to read in this little verse of Scripture here, endeavoring, which, as I said, means really strive to do it. There may be times that I have to give just a little bit to, you know, be in total unity with this man. You see, I married this girl over here that's got the white hair. I married her soon be 67 years ago. That's for her. Huh? We are not in unity. There's been times in that 67 years that I had to give 100% to keep the unity. Go to mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Mike, you remember that. I'm kind of taking up for you in case you didn't notice it. Thank you. There's no such thing as you agreeing with her half the time and she agreeing with you half the time. There's going to be times you're going to have to agree with her 100% and she's going to have to agree with you 100%. You mean it took you that long? I learned in three days. The church is not going to always come together and everybody in there have exactly the same mind on every subject. There's going to be some differences once in a while, but that doesn't mean both people are wrong. It means that we agree to sometimes disagree or that we give in some to make everything work. Just even my halfway right this morning. Thank you. The little word OF up there in that, in that has a great big meaning to it. I told you one time that I looked that word up. I should have learned it in school. Did anybody ever go through school and forget about half of what you learned? Are 
or two-thirds of it, you're probably just as well off to forget it. But I had to take English grammar in school. Brother Steve, that's the most useless subject I've ever heard or seen in my life. I mean, I know I use double negatives. I say ain't, and I say all these kind of things. But you understand what I'm saying, don't you? Well, so what? If we communicate, that's correct grammar to me. I don't know. But they had to learn prepositions and adjectives and verbs and adverbs and conjunctions and pronouns and nouns and don't leave out anybody and, and, and all of these things. And I went to look it up and I found out that that of is a preposition and it can mean made from. Everybody say made from. Endeavoring to keep the unity made from the spirit in the bond of peace. Keep the unity made from the spirit. Who was it talking about you could feel the spirit? Brother Claudius was talking to this fellow right here this morning. And something was said about, I was kind of afraid that this one was contaminating this one. Because I know this fellow right here. And he said something about, but he could feel a good spirit there with this man. And I can too, and you know what I'm talking about. There is a spirit within man that God put in there. That's why I was telling you the other Sunday about abortion again. You are not destroying just a physical being. You are destroying the temple of God. Because in that child is the breath and the spirit of God. And you are destroying that, or they are rather. They're destroying that. But there is a spirit in a man, and if we have the same spirit in us, there is one Lord, one God, one spirit that I read to you. I know the scriptures that you can say that it's contradictory because the Bible speaks of the seven spirits of God, but that's a reason because they're branched out. They all come from one. There is one spirit, and if that one spirit is in every one of us in here, then there is not enough devils in hell to keep our prayers from going through to the heavenly world. Can somebody say amen? amen. There is no possible way there is no possible way if we can get in one spirit that Satan can stop it. I know we pray through the powers and the principalities and, and all of this thing of this world because the devil's kingdom is in this world. We are fighting against that. I can give you scripture for that, that we are fighting against the powers and the principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. We've got spiritual wickedness all the way to Washington, D.C. In high places. That's spiritual wickedness. And that is a shield over us this morning. We have got to pray through that and get all the way into the glory world to touch the Lord. You say, how are we going to do that? The same spirit that's in me came from the Lord Jesus Christ. And that same spirit is in both of us. And I ought to be able to talk to him this morning because he is my spiritual father. He's all that I have and all that I need. 
I say, you pray for me. God, help us this morning that we can get in that spirit within the church and not be divided anywhere among us. But it's too cold in there. Too hot. In there. I don't know who fixed the air conditioner. It's wrong. I don't know where they got them songs they're singing. Some of the stuff you sing, I don't know where in the world you got it from. I can't sing it. I don't know anything about it. I can't play it. I can't do anything. But you know what? I still like you. I love you with Christian love, but that's the only kind of love I love you with. I'm going to tell you that right now so you don't. Thank you. I'm going to teach him some of these good songs one of these days. Thought I was going to do it before now, but we, we'll get there, won't we? No, I'm just picking on you about your songs. We have, we have decided today that the only person we're interested in is me. Me. If it doesn't benefit me, then I'm not going to be on this train. It's got to be mine or nothing. I can tell you right now, one of the commandments is that you love one another even as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. The love, and I'm not going to get everybody to agree with me on this, I know, but there should be enough love within the body of Christ that I am willing to die for Brother Norman. And that Brother Norman is willing to die for me. I've got to have enough love that I'm willing to die for any of my, any of my people that are spirit-filled people, that are godly people. That love has got to be there. It doesn't say I'm going to take you for that person or I'm going to take you for that, but it said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is reasonable, your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Have we had a mind transplant with the Lord? Have we had a little talk with Jesus and let him put a new mind within us? I found something the other day that Bubba Carden said years ago. Hey, there's my notes. I'll be. That ain't even what I'm preaching. Never mind. I got Waylene to read this last night. I want to make sure it was right so I get a nurse or a lab tech or somebody to read it. Paul was saying that you are the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians. The body is made up of about 100 trillion cells. Anybody count that far? 100 trillion cells. The amoeba is a single cell within the body. There is also the white blood cell. The amoeba looks just like the white blood cells, but their actions are different. Now listen to this. 
some great writer said one time, he said, I stopped listening to what people say, I just watch their actions. So I can tell more about what they are by their actions than what they're saying. When the enemy comes, the white blood cells rush to save and protect the body. The amoeba runs from the enemy and only takes care of itself. To be a part of the body, we can't live that way. When a problem arises in the local church, a lot of people will run the other way. The amoeba is not affected by this because it is not a part of the body. No unity. So we don't care. Within the body, there must be unity. If one cell becomes rebellious, he will take and never give. And be independent from the body will produce another rebellious cell. This is called cancer. Just one cell could start cancer. If the white blood cells wouldn't give their lives for this body, I would have leukemia. I want to look at myself and think, what kind of cell am I in the body of Christ? <laughs> I used to sing an old song. What kind of church would this church be if all of its members were just like me? And it goes, this won't cost you much. Are you always in a hurry as you trod your weary way? Do you ever stop to listen? Do you take the time to pray? If you're carrying a burden in this precious life you share, you can ask yourself this question and the answer will be there. What kind of church, what kind of world would my eyes see? What kind of church would this church be? What kind of church would this church be if all of its members were just like me? We ask ourselves that. What kind of church would this church be if all of its members were just like me? Well, we'd all go camping on the same day. They go horseback riding. Is anybody coming back next Sunday? Thank you, Thank you Tony. You going horseback riding? Okay, Jeff. You can have your horses. I got enough of them. I don't even want to see one. Let me tell you what unity will do. The Golden Gate Bridge in California, I mean, it's been over that thing. It's been over a time or two. Great. It is amazing. And by the way, it swings, sways all the time. Engineers said if it didn't have movement to it, it would break in two. It's got two main cables on it. It was built, started in 1933. <laughs> I was too. It was finished in 1937. It was supposed to cost $35 million. It came in early, $1.3 million under contract. If they built it today, it would take 20 years to get the permits. And then they'd never get them. It would be a fish in there somewhere or another, about an inch and a half long. It's endangered, and we couldn't build it. Each cable is 7,650 feet long. 
When I went to school, I think it's 5,280 feet in a mile, wasn't it? Which is still that way if it changed that too. That's about a mile and a half. Don't ask me how many meters it is. If you're going to come to America, learn to check and met, forget the metric system. If you're going to stay here, speak English. You're liable to get a phone call now and one on the other end and say, will you speak English? And you know what I'm going to say? Press one for English. <laughs> this contains 27,572 galvanized wires which are bundled into 61 strands. Can you fathom that? These cables are 7,650 feet long. That's about as long as... Uh, a little longer than from here up to the old Lakeway place. It's long, no more. 27,572 galvanized wires in each one of them. S bundled up in 61 strands. The total length of the wire used in both main cables is a little over 80,000 miles. And the bridge weighs 887 million tons. I don't know, I didn't get the diameter, I think it's a little over three feet in diameter, I believe they told us. But anyway, this bridge is built like this. There's 27,572 individual wires in each cable. Now, if the church can pull together like that can, look what we can do. Look what we can hold. Look what we can become. We should endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit. But preacher, there's some things goes on that I just can't possibly stand. Let me tell you this. This is the church. And we're not the only people that's the church, but we're the church. We're the part of it. He set it in order. He set it in order on Mount Hidden. He called unto him whom he would. And he ordained 12. And he said, upon this rock, he asked him who they say he was, and I, I can't go into all of that this morning. He ordained the 12, and he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It went slowly, and on the day of Pentecost, there were 3,000 souls added to the church, and the power was really given to the church on that day. It really operated without that until the day of Pentecost. It will not go down. It will not go down. Wayne Murphy can fail. Danny Harris can fail. But Jesus Christ will not fail, and the church will never fail. You can mark that down, that we're in something that will never, never fail. There was another scripture that I wanted to read in Philippians, the third chapter, in the 15th and 16th verses, I guess, but I didn't write them down, so I forgot what it was. But anyway... That verse of Scripture tells us that we are to be in the unity of the faith until we come into the knowledge of the Son of God. Now that would preach for about an hour, but I'm not, I've got sense enough to know when to quit. That is telling me that we must be so close to God in order to be in perfect unity that we must have the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He says we will be like him. 
for we shall see him as he is. We are not, we are not trying to be in competition with him, but he created us to be like him for his pleasure. And so we need to know what he wants us to do in such a way that we can seek him and say, Lord, show me what I need to do for you. Show me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Guide me, Lord. There's an old song, and, 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 and I almost sung a verse of it this morning, and it's 103 in your blue hymnals, and we're not going to sing it, I don't guess, but it says, more about Jesus I would know. More of his saving grace. We need to know more about him than we know now. And I'm going to ask you this morning, and I know this has been a little wishy-washy message around getting to the unity. But if we want to know more about him, if you want to have him more in your life, when we start this altar service, how about coming up and asking the Lord to give you more? Does anybody in here want more of him? Do you want it in reality or just in word? Do we really want more of Jesus? Do we want more of him this morning in our lives? Lord, give us more. Go ahead and sing, folks. Give us more. Would you stand?